Hello, everyone. Welcome to Minghui Radio, bringing you podcasts of stories relating to the persecution of Falun Gong in China, insights and experiences gained by practitioners during the course of their cultivation, special items of interest, and music composed and performed by Dafa practitioners. The following is an experience sharing article from the Taiwan Fahui entitled Look Within When Facing Sudden Conflict by a Falun Dafa Practitioner in Taiwan. The article was published on the Minghui website on November the 19th, 2022. A series of tragedies happened to my parents-in-law and sister-in-law after I got married in 1995 at the age of 27. My mother-in-law was diagnosed with diabetes and had to have dialysis three days a week. Once, the nurse had to spend two hours finding a spot on her vein for an IV injection. She was a kind person, treating me as her own daughter. I felt sad watching her suffer. Not long after that, my sister-in-law fell off her motorcycle and was in critical condition. Just when she was beginning to recover, my father-in-law had a stroke. The medical expenses and care effort were very stressful for the family. Then my first child was born. He was only one month old before he began to throw up frequently and violently, becoming very thin. I was deeply frustrated at what happened to my loved ones and wondered what I had done to deserve this. What was the purpose of my life? I read many books during my mother-in-law's hospitalization and learned about the benefits of Qigong on health improvement. I had a deep desire to practice Qigong. After my mother-in-law passed away, I had some free time and started to search for a spiritual path and explore the meaning of life. One day, a colleague gave me a flyer about a seminar at a school in Taoyuan for an experience sharing on Falun Dafa practice. I decided to attend the seminar with my husband. One high school teacher's sharing touched me. She said that when her students made mistakes, she did not correct them immediately. Later, she looked inward and discovered that she had some attachment to her reputation. She worried that her students might turn away from her for correcting them. She wanted to get rid of her attachment and be responsible to her students. I sensed that this practice must be of a high level because the teacher even caught such a thought. I also appreciated that the teaching of Falun Dafa is free and it does not involve money or gifts. I believed that this must be what I was looking for and I took up Dafa cultivation. Part 1. The Conflict of Meeting Room Booking I was a regional manager of an insurance brokerage company at that time. It happened three times in a row that the conference room I booked was occupied by another team. I felt embarrassed and was afraid that my colleagues would consider me incapable of handling such a trivial matter. I became furious and wanted to talk to my boss about setting up clear rules for the conference room booking. Luckily, my mind was rational and remembered that I needed to look inward, even though it looked on the surface to be my colleagues' mistakes. As soon as I thought of looking inward, some memory flashed into my mind. After a year ago, I once booked all the available time slots for the meeting room, even though I knew the other team mentioned above usually used a specific time slot for their routine meetings. 
I didn't feel bad because they forgot to book the conference room. They ended up having to use a different place for their meeting. Recalling what happened, I was ashamed of myself and decided not to complain to my boss about the other team. I later talked to my boss about my thought process and she said, this Falandafa you are practicing must be a good practice. Interestingly enough, I no longer had trouble with my meeting room booking since then. Part 2 After my two boys fight during exercises, one day, about six years into my DAFA practice, I took my boys, who were in elementary school at the time, to our group practice. When we were doing the second exercise, my boys fought on the floor because of some disagreement. My cheeks were burning with embarrassment and I didn't know whether I should stop doing the exercises to break up the fight. I ended up ignoring it and finished the exercises. The group coordinator came up to me and wanted to share her thoughts with me. I immediately imagined that she would question me about my boy's behaviour. I had mixed feelings about what to say. To my surprise, she said, when I watched the two boys fighting, I was thinking that Master wanted me to see this scene on purpose and I must look within. I thought to myself, my sons were fighting. Why did you need to look within? I was pondering why they fought. They seemed to be fighting over something trivial. So I keep thinking, if I have fought over something trivial lately, then I remembered that when a colleague recently asked for my help to do something, I immediately rejected him and told him that I was too busy. I believe that I overcalculated on this matter and cared too much about myself. While my mind was still trying to find excuses for myself, her words immediately melted my heart. I was also shocked at how she looked at things. She demonstrated how to unconditionally look within. Part 3. Joining NTD TV I have always understood the importance of TV media on truth clarification. New Tang Dynasty TV, NTD TV, broadcasts free satellite TV programs to all Chinese people, which is an excellent way to clarify the truth. However, my 20-year career in the insurance industry was not something easy for me to leave behind. I visited Hong Kong about 10 years ago and participated in some truth clarification activities there. I observed that some Chinese people dared not take the truth materials in front of others but would only take things from us when they were alone. I realised that TV programmes would be a good way to let more people know the truth and I made up my mind to join NTD TV. I wrote a long letter to all my insurance clients telling them how much I had benefited physically and mentally from practicing DARFA, the truth about the persecution in China, and my wish to have their support. I was worried that my clients would complain about my decision to quit my job, but to my surprise, they all supported me. They complimented me on my competency and were glad for my promotion to a position in a TV station. I have been working as a manager in the production department of NTD TV during recent years. We are responsible for producing TV programs and a variety of customer service videos, such as commercials, image films and microfilms, etc. Sometimes we wondered if we were really doing work related to truth clarification. 
The feedback from a practitioner in China boosted our confidence. He told us that he used one of our programs, which introduced Taiwan's good food and fun places to clarify the truth. He first introduced this fun program to his friends and relatives. After receiving good feedback, after a while, he introduced other programs like news and commentaries from NTD TV to them. Because people have different preferences, some may be indirectly exposed to the truth. We were impressed with the dedication and truth clarification efforts of practitioners in China and gained more confidence in our programs. Part 4. Improving Group Cultivation Environment Once a practitioner colleague said to me that I liked to use my position to pressure others and I did badly on this and that. The criticism came so abruptly that I did not know how to respond. Nonetheless, I had the thought in my mind that I was not that kind of person, but I asked myself if I needed to look inward or not, and if I was 100% sure that I was not like that, or maybe I was 10% or 5% like that. Master wants us to cultivate away all of our attachments, which means we cannot keep even 5%. Did my colleague alert me to that attachment? I should thank her instead of rejecting what she said. My heart opened up suddenly and I felt fresh and relaxed. However, not every test was easy to pass. I had thoughts of leaving NTD TV several times after receiving sharp criticism from practitioner colleagues. When I calmed down, I realised that I would be walking on a path arranged by the old forces if I quit. They utilised the conflicts between practitioners to sow discord among us and break up our team. They would be happy if all of us would leave and the project would not be able to continue. Why did I get swayed and want to leave when I encountered challenges? I said to the old forces, I'm not going to fall for your trap and I just won't leave. I won't cooperate with you. But after passing this test, more tests came. I communicated with a practitioner colleague about a task via a messaging platform. However, he bombarded me with one critique after another. I was discouraged and pondered what happened. After about 10 minutes, I realised that I should not fall into this conflict, but should think about why he was so upset. Thanks to Master's guidance, I realised that I did not make things clear during our meeting in the morning, so I decided to find another opportunity to explain. Right after my thought turned around, he deleted all of his messages and told me that he was willing to give the task a try. I finally realised that I was so obsessed with superficial appearances and cared so much about being hurt or wronged that I couldn't calmly judge or clarify what his concern was. I discovered that when I thought too much about how others should behave, I fell into the realm of ordinary people and could not look within. Fortunately, we have the far to guide us. During my study, I read this passage from Chapter 3, Cultivation of Character, in the book China Falun Gong. Quote, A practitioner should not only exercise self-control when he is in a conflict and is insulted to his face, but should also have a generous attitude and even be grateful to the other party. How could you improve your character if you didn't have that incident with the other person? How could the black matter be transformed into the white matter? How could you develop your gong? Unquote. 
Whenever I had difficulties passing tests, reading the FAR always helped me realise that I have fallen back to the state of an ordinary person. When I reset my thinking to be in line with the FAR, the problems would be quickly resolved. I really have to thank my practitioner colleagues for helping me improve and I need to make good use of such opportunities. Whenever I understood some FAR principles and improved my shinshing, my wisdom in dealing with things or creative thinking came to me naturally. Fortunately, it is not too late to realise all this. The more powerful the FAR is, the harder and more frequent tests will be. Let's pay more attention to FAR study and cultivation so that we can walk well the path Master has arranged for us. Thank you, Master, and thank you all. Please point out any shortcomings. The following is an experience sharing article entitled Pursuit, Resentment, and Peril by a Falun Dafa practitioner outside of China. The article was published on the Mingwei website on September 10, 2023. Over the past 10 days, Master has published two new articles, Stay Far Away from Peril and Cultivation in Dafa is Serious. The Mingwei editorial board also published the article, Righteous Thoughts versus Human Emotions. After reading them, I have deeply felt the seriousness of cultivation and the grave danger of holding on to our human hearts, emotions, and notions. I also see the danger of not truly cultivating ourselves and assimilating to the Fa. After reading Master's article, Stay Far Away from Peril, I deeply felt Master's immense compassion and difficulty in saving his disciples. When I read the line, quote, Master is not indebted to you, unquote, I felt very ashamed of myself. At the absolute least, one should feel gratitude and respect toward their teacher. For Master to have to say such a thing shows the extent of our sins against Him. Nowadays in society, many children take for granted everything their parents give them. They get used to it and keep asking for more. When their parents can't satisfy their desires, the children start to develop resentment. This sort of thing is extremely prominent in today's society. In these end times, human moral values have degenerated greatly. Master said in 2018 Fa teaching given in Washington, D.C., Do you realize what people in China are capable of? They go so far as to con their own parents or siblings, or even pull guns and knives on them. That's how bad people have become. Don't think of them as holy or something. Unquote. Then as we cultivate in this chaotic society, have we also gone along with the tide and become spoiled, asking for things without showing gratitude? Master scooped us up from hell and removed our names from its list. He bore our enormous karma and taught us the great fog of the universe. He looks after us at every moment of our cultivation journey. When we make mistakes or take a detour, He worries about us, forgives us, and encourages us to stand up and keep going. In addition to bearing the karma we generated in past lives, Master also bears the new karma we generate through mistakes we make during cultivation. On top of that, Master bestows upon us the greatest honor in the universe. I truly believe that every little improvement I have made in my 20 plus years of cultivation is entirely due to Master's compassionate protection and his bearing my karma.
countless dangers have been averted and my many mistakes have been forgiven. I'm extremely fortunate to have the chance to become a Dafa disciple. What more could I possibly ask for? My ability to repay Master is absolutely nothing compared to everything he has given me. I remember facing a major test many years ago. I experienced firsthand how vicious and evil the old forces are and how serious cultivation is. I wasn't sure if I could pass the test, but Master helped me to constantly enlighten and arranged for other practitioners to help me. He used every means possible to pull me through, and in the end, I passed the test. Soon after passing this test, I dreamt that Master had been carefully carrying me on his shoulder and spending much effort to help me climb upward. If we say that the love from our parents is as big as a mountain, then Master's saving grace is as boundless as the sky. It's something we can never repay. If we can't even show the most basic gratitude in the human world, how can we cherish everything Master has given us? The Mingwei editorial, Righteous Thoughts vs. Human Emotions, said, quote, The person mentioned in a previous editorial has said things against Dafa and Shen Yun, publicly gone against Master, and collected so-called evidence from practitioners in the name of the media. Videos produced by this person have been used by secret agents to transform practitioners, turning them against Dafa and stir up trouble, unquote. What that person has done is completely opposed to the behavior of a Dafa disciple. The damage he has caused is greater than what the CCP's secret agents could have done. It's obvious what this person's future will be. I was shocked that even though such a person betrays and publicly attacks Master, there are still some practitioners who agree with him and follow along. Some of them are so muddle-headed that they still defame and reject the Mingwei website. I truly worry and feel sorry for those practitioners. Even the slightest agreement with those who disrupt the Fa is imminently and extremely dangerous. Over the years, Master has repeatedly acknowledged the importance of the Mingwei website. It has played an immensely positive role in assisting Master in rectifying the Fa. Those who truly cultivate have all benefited from reading the Mingwei website. Because of this, the communist regime has been doing all it can to target and discredit Mingwei. For those who also follow along and target Mingwei, which side are they choosing in Fa rectification? Throughout Chinese history, those who didn't show gratitude were despised. Even in today's degenerate society, most people still know the importance of being grateful. During the far rectification period, Master is tempering us to become enlightened beings in charge of our renewed universe with countless beings in it. Knowing this, if we can't achieve Dafa's requirement to become a selfless person, do we deserve these immense honors, responsibilities, and everything Master is going to give us? Cultivation in Dafa is extremely serious, and every level has strict standards for us to follow. Master said, in Drive Out Interference, from the Essentials of Diligent Progress 2, quote, I do not want to see a single student fall, but I definitely don't want unqualified disciples either, unquote. For those who follow the person mentioned in the recent article, if they can't wake up in time, how will they still claim to be Dafa practitioners? In fact, the slightest resentment toward Master or Dafa will result in enormous tribulations and extreme danger. It will also be used by the old forces as grounds for persecution. It's something that the old forces won't let go so easily. Just as the Mingwei editorial, 
Righteous Thoughts versus Human Emotions said, quote, When the old forces take dangerous actions against you, will your arguments and excuses help you? Unquote. Fellow practitioners, I hope we can all wholeheartedly cherish Master's compassion towards us, cherish our own lives, and cherish the countless beings who have pinned their hopes on us. Above is what I have enlightened to at my limited level, and I welcome fellow practitioners pointing out anything that strays from the Fa. Thank you for listening to the Minghui Radio Podcast. For more information, including news about the persecution of Falun Gong practitioners in China and experience sharing stories by practitioners around the world, please visit our website at en.minghui.org.